Good morning, everybody. We've got a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Tuesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures up one and a quarter at 6.01. March soybeans down three and a quarter at 13.81 and a half. March Chicago wheat up a half cent at 7.62 and a half. March Kansas City wheat up three quarters of a cent at 7.79. March spring wheat is up two and a quarter at 9.16 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you uh, subscribe to the channel, like these videos, help me to grow this channel. My goal is to get up to 5,000 subscribers. We're at about 3,500. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on grain marketing plan in the upper right-hand corner. Check out my subscription service, guys. I send out a ton of information to my subscribers every single business day. Uh, Morning newsletter goes out before I start these live streams. My subscriber-only videos are very, very popular. All my grain marketing recommendations are included in that also, I did a video for my subscribers yesterday regarding uh, this week's USDA report. We've got a, a bunch of numbers out from the government yesterday. Uh, what I tried to do with a lot of this stuff is really just simplify it. And what I did with this video was was try to identify what matters in this report. Uh, what are the numbers that you need to pay attention to? What numbers don't you need to pay attention to? You know, ahead of these reports, you see so many different uh, pre-report trade estimates and and uh, that sort of thing. And I really try to cut through that in uh, yesterday's video. So give that deal a shot, guys. Argentina's crop estimates are falling. USDA's uh, office in Argentina reduced its production estimate down to 46.5 million metric tons for the uh, Argentina bean crop. USDA is currently the official uh, government estimate is 49.5. So that's a pretty substantial cut. Their quote was this, despite initial favorable conditions, Argentine oilseed crops have faced warm and dry weather across across most growing regions since mid-December. Rains are needed soon to forestall any more significant yield reductions. That's what they said in their report. So this is, um, you know, a common theme here these last couple of weeks, reduced crop reduced crop estimates for Brazil, for Argentina. And we're probably going to see some more of that here um, uh, tomorrow from USDA and Conab's out this morning. I'm not sure exactly what time it may actually be out while I'm live streaming here. South American weather forecasts mostly unchanged this morning. And the, the general theme going home last week and yesterday also was that uh, these problematic areas of Argentina, South Brazil, they're going to be very warm and very dry here uh, from now through about Monday next week. And then around the 17th, give or take, you're going to see rains return to these problem areas of Argentina, southern Brazil, Paraguay. There are still some areas of Argentina uh, south that are, are not on my map here that are going to be kind of on the drier side. So certainly not perfect, but no big uh, flip-flop or anything like that in the uh, forecast here this morning. And there really hasn't been for a couple of days. Uh, U.S. soybean shipments declined last week, only 905,000. That was down 44% on the week for soybeans, down 53% versus the same week last year. Um, corn shipments and wheat inspection, inspections, uh, both of those numbers for, for corn and wheat were up last week. But uh, accumulated soybean inspections or shipments for the current marketing year are down 23% versus the same period last year. Uh, corn down 15%, wheat down 19%. Of course, when the marketing year started uh, for the row crops, at least on September 1st, um, you know, 
that kind of coincided with Hurricane Ida hitting the Gulf, and we've never really recovered from those delays. We had big delays out of the U.S. Gulf in September and, and really a good chunk of October, and we haven't recovered. Uh, in regard to soybeans in particular, um, you know, the, the future of this situation is is kind of dicey. Uh, Brazil's going to have some early beans, although they're now talking harvest delays in some areas, but I still think they're going to have some early beans. They're competitive here a few weeks out. I know that there's crop issues, and the size of that crop may be reduced. So a lot of this is, is kind of an un, unknown here, uh, more so now than it was maybe a couple weeks ago, given these uh, South American uh, crop issues, certainly. The U.S. says, or at least uh, Tom Vilsack says, that they're going to try to continue to press China on this phase one trade deal. He spoke for the American Farm Bureau Federation yesterday, um, essentially said that we're going to try to you know, push China on this trade deal uh, issue. Um, one estimate from the Peterson Institute said that China is only at about 59% of the goal outlined in the deal. Um, I don't know if Vilsack is going to have any luck with this. I haven't really heard a whole lot about this from the Biden administration. Um, I know they've mentioned it uh, here and there, but have they really taken any action or, or can they take any action to uh, make sure this thing uh, goes through? I'm not sure. Again, tracking the progress of this deal, as we've discussed before, is very difficult because it was benchmarked in, do benchmarked in dollars. It should have been benchmarked in in quantities of these ag commodities. So um, I don't know if they're going to have any luck here, but we'll see. The U.S. Supreme Court will leave seasonal limitations in place regarding E15 sales. So essentially the way this played out was in 2019, um, the EPA extended a waiver allowing year-round sales of E15. And then you had an oil refining group uh, sue an appeals court last year, and they had it overturned. Growth Energy, who is a biofuels group, they uh, went to the Supreme Court and filed a petition asking for the court to, again, um, allow these uh, year-round sales of E15. That petition was uh, denied. Uh, the Growth Energy chief said this, Growth Energy will continue to explore all potential avenues to make year-round E15 sales a reality, um, but no uh, year-round E15 sales as of right now. Interest rates are rising. Uh, the yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury note rose to a level higher than 1.8% yesterday. That's pre-COVID levels. So that's the highest since January of 2020. Uh, traders are in the process of discounting three or four rate hikes from the Fed this year, and uh, that's part of the reason that the rates are rising. And you're going to start to see this, you know, when it comes to operating money, mortgage money. You know, you're buying a car, whatever. Uh, you're going to start to see higher interest rates. Certainly. Now, maybe on that same note, um, we have. Fed Chair Jerome Powell, and he's going to appear before the Senate Banking Committee today. He is being considered for a second uh, full four-year term. He's, he's probably going to get the nod here. He only needs the majority approval by the full Senate, which is, of course, a majority controlled by the Democrats. Aside from prepared remarks that were released yesterday, um, there is some uh, con concern or the trade will be watching closely what he has to say regarding this new COVID variant, uh, the big spike in COVID cases. You know, we hit a record number of COVID cases just uh, in the last week or two here. So they're going to be watching this this um, hearing because they're going to ask him questions. He has prepared remarks, but there's also going to be a question and answer deal. So uh, the trade will be watching that. Certainly cattle market finished the day. 
um, lower yesterday. And I would maybe make the argument that the, the big sell-off we saw early in the day in the stock market had something to do with that. The stock market recovered and finished the day higher in some of those indexes. Um, I know the NASDAQ finished higher yesterday and more muted losses in the S&P and the Dow after a big sell-off early. And that rebound happened after the cattle closed. So uh, maybe you get a better open in the livestock today, ideally. Uh, in the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is down just a little bit. The S&P is up 16. The Dow's up 70. Bonds up a little bit. Gold and silver are up. Crude oil is up $1.24 in the March WTI at 78.94. Have a great day, guys. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.